nationally and internationally. The big thing is coming up on Sunday, the big game. We will have the Super Bowl. That'll be on 92.1 KCRK. Our coverage will begin at 1 Sunday afternoon. Join us uh, for the Super Bowl on KCRK. Talking about the Super Bowl, well, it is in Las Vegas this year. No, it's a big game. Well, it's big weather. Las Vegas received .37 inches of rain officially at the airport on Monday. That sets a new daily rainfall record as Vegas kicked off Super Bowl week. Since the Super Bowl week kicked off, the average high temperature in Las Vegas has been colder than Minneapolis. Minneapolis, they hosted the Super Bowl in 2018. And you can't expect sunshine come Sunday in Vegas. But high temperatures are only going to reach the mid-50s, overnight lows down in the mid-30s. The NFL fans planning to explore the areas of Clark County, just north of Las Vegas. Avalanches, a potential risk. An avalanche reported on Monday, 35 miles northwest of Las Vegas at the Lee Canyon Ski and Snowboard Resort. Four people were um, reported missing. They were later found. Lee Canyon, they closed due to extreme winter weather conditions on Tuesday and Wednesday. The forecast, they keep extending this rain forecast out. Originally, it was going to be heavy rain on Monday into Tuesday. Well, it was raining yesterday in Vegas, and now the weather service is saying it may be heavy rain by early afternoon today in Vegas. Well, being Thursday and the big game coming up on Sunday, there's a lot of NFL football activities all over Las Vegas today. And all they can say is, well, make sure you have your umbrella. Roses are red, violins are blue. Sandra has something just for you. From now until Valentine's Day, Sandra has something to say. We're upping the game. Netflix and chill will never be the same. Stop into Sandra's for a chocolate rose for all the ladies who show comfy sofas and cheers to relax, not to mention all the knickknacks. Happy Valentine's Day from Sandra's Furniture. 24 Four months special financing zero percent interest going on now plus all the ladies that stop into Sandra's furniture from now until valentine's day will receive a chocolate rose Sandra's, Sandra's furniture, furniture downtown Colville. in 2023 the department of interior announced a historic agreement with bonneville power to provide 200 million over 20 years to advance the upper columbia united tribes salmon reintroduction phase two implementation plan 
Well, it's underway. Here's more about that plan. I'm Laura Robinson, and I'm the policy analyst for the Upper Columbia United Tribes. The tribes in the Upper Columbia, particularly the Spokane, Colville, and Coeur d'Alene tribes, were salmon tribes, salmon people. And they were able to fish for salmon in the Spokane and Columbia rivers and their tributaries and have cultural and historical and spiritual practices with the water and the salmon in these areas until 60 to 100 years ago when first the dams in the Spokane River were constructed and then the dams in the Columbia, the Chief Joseph and Grand Coulee dams were constructed. These dams all blocked the salmon runs to the tribes in the Upper Columbia, you know, without the consent and consultation with the tribes. So these dams were put into place without their knowledge and suddenly their salmon runs were gone. So pretty much since that time, the tribes in the Upper Columbia have worked really hard to restore those salmon runs. And in more recent years, there's been some pretty big successes, which kind of lead to the settlement. The Upper Columbia United Tribes is a tribal consortium, tribal nonprofit that works to collaborate and coordinate the five Upper Columbia tribes on areas of mutual interest, mostly natural resource issues. The tribe making up the Upper Columbia United Tribes, or UPUT, are Coeur d'Alene, Colville, Kalispell, Kootenai, and Spokane. And all five tribes are very supportive of returning salmon to the Upper Columbia. Over the years, there's been a lot of work done to get us to where we are now. But essentially what the Yuka organization and its member tribes have done is worked on a phased approach, a scientifically backed phased approach to return salmon to the Upper Columbia. So that was all supported by the Northwest Power and Conservation Council in 2014. They included in their fish and wildlife program a measure to look into the feasibility of reintroducing salmon to the Upper Columbia. And so from that 2014 program is where the phased approach is that the Yukut tribes are following and making happen. So in 2019, the Yukut organization and its member tribes released our phase one report, which really looked into the suitability and availability of habitat, looked into different fish passage options that could be used in the Upper Columbia and identified donor stocks of salmon and steelhead for reintroduction. Then since then, a few different things happened. In 2020, there was the environmental impact statement for the Columbia River Systems operations. And after being asked by the tribes many times to include feasibility of reintroduction and fish passage in the Upper Columbia in the CRSO EIS, the feds released the CRSO EIS without that as one of the alternatives. So following the release of the CRSO EIS, the Spokane and Coeur d'Alene tribes sued the federal government for not including that as an alternative. Following that is essentially what brought the tribes to this huge historical win of a $200 million settlement from the Bonneville Power Administration with other appropriating dollars likely coming down the road. That funding and this settlement is to fund as much as possible, but potentially fully fund our phase two implementation plan or what we call the P2IP, which is what was developed after we finished our phase one report. The phase two implementation plan is what we are implementing right now. And that mostly involves various studies to better understand the salmon, how they behave in the reservoirs and in the river system in the Upper Columbia, their survival through the dams as they are now, and how successful they are in reaching out to the ocean and then returning back to the Upper Columbia. All this information will really help us better understand the feasibility and success of reintroduction, but also where and how fish passage can be installed at the dams in the Upper Columbia. So that's kind of the second key piece of our P2IP. 
All right. The overall plan, it's spread over 20 years. A lot of parts involved in this. We're going to talk more about this project tomorrow, including information on interim fish passage plans. There's a new real estate firm in Colville. Four Degrees Real Estate, based in Spokane, has opened their first branch office in Colville. The agents at Four Degrees Real Estate have the experience you need and want when it comes to selling or buying real estate in the Tri-County area, whether it's homes or land or commercial. From start to finish, Four Degrees agents advocate for their clients with professionalism and understanding. Call branch managing broker Len Brandt at 509-680-3916 to schedule a no-obligation meeting to find out the value of your home or to learn more about real estate investing. Four Degrees Real Estate, your new choice for real estate state in northeast washington hey don't forget uh, coming up saturday night one of those big events in colville it is the 86th anniversary it's the social night and banquet for the stevens county cattlemen's association they open up the social hour at five o'clock the prime rib dinner at six there's going to be live auctions silent auctions a lot of uh, games and raffles and that it's one of those big events. The community college uh, going to be full up on Saturday night. And the social hour gets underway 5 o'clock. That is the Stevens County Cattlemen's Association Social Night and Banquet. The Copper Bowl in Colville has a league just for you. It's the Wednesday Night Mixers. It's only eight weeks long. It starts March 6th and ends May 1st. Three-person mixed teams with handicap. If you don't have a full team, no problem. They'll help fill your team. The Wednesday Night Mixers, Wednesday nights at 6.20 starting March 6th at the Copper Bowl in Colville. All right, there's a lot of talk most every day, and I know I've talked about it quite a bit, and that is the illegals crossing the border into the United States. During last year, 2023, they apprehended 736 known terrorists at the northern and the southwest borders. That is the greatest number recorded in U.S. history of known terrorists coming across the borders into the U.S. But it's not what you might think. The known terrorists aren't with the illegals at the southern border. 66% of the known terrorists were apprehended at our northern border. 487 of them. 249 apprehended at the southwest border. So that trend is continuing this year, the northern border apprehensions are outpacing those at the southwest border. So far this year, 90 known terrorists apprehended at the northern border. They are apprehended a couple of different ways, either by the Office of Field Operation Agents working at land ports of entry, and by the Border Patrol agents working between the ports of entry. 
the majority are apprehended at border ports of entry. At the southern border, most of the apprehensions are between ports of entry. The higher number of northern border apprehension continues as agents working in the northern border sector apprehended more illegal border crossers in 2023. More were apprehended at the northern borders in 2023 than the previous 11 years combined. We have a problem of known terrorists trying to get entry into the U.S. Well, the U.S.-Canada border, that is the longest international border in the world, 5,525 miles. Now, unlike the U.S.-Mexico border, no border walls or similar barriers separating the U.S. from Canada. A whole lot of miles of very remote northern border. A lot of it unpatrolled due to, well, terrain and just the remoteness of it. But the federal government is aware. They are watching it, looking at it. Uh, one senator from Wyoming sounded the alarm on the Senate floor said it's painfully clear that uh, with the open border policies, our country is really at an increased threat for terrorist attacks. I just wanted to make you aware, you know, we, we hear about the southern border daily because we've got, you know, like 300,000 illegals crossing the border into the U.S. Well, as far as the ones that we apprehend, Way more known terrorists are trying to get across the northern border than the south. For top-notch service and unmatched choices in insurance products, you can depend on the folks at Guide Insurance Services in Colville for home and auto, farm, life, health, personal, and business insurance policies. Call for a free quote and take advantage of rates, benefits, and services designed to give you more for your money. Call Guide Insurance Services today at 684-5850 or visit them at 621 South Main in Colville. The House of Representatives passed... Congresswoman Kathy McMorris-Rogers' bill protecting health care for all patients. A ban on federal health programs from using discriminatory measures known as quality-adjusted life years. I rise in strong support of H.R. 485, my Protecting Health Care for All Patients Act, which affirms every person's life has value by banning the use of quality-adjusted life years, or qualies, and similar discriminatory measures from all federal health care programs. As many of you know, my son Cole was born with an extra 21st chromosome. Most of you know it as Down syndrome. The doctors gave us a long list of challenges and chances for heartache. It was difficult, but I could have never imagined just how positively he would impact my life my family's life, and the world. Today, Cole is a fun-loving 16-year-old with big dreams. And for Cole, the sky's the limit. Cole and others with disabilities deserve every opportunity to succeed. We shouldn't be discounting their potential or prejudging the quality of their life just because 
of their disabilities. Unfortunately, several tools frequently used in our healthcare system do just that. Qualies and other similar discriminatory measures assign a dollar value on the life of a patient to decide if a certain treatment is cost effective. Oftentimes discounting an individual's worth and the need for care solely because of their disability or chronic illness. It means a bureaucracy coldly determines the value of someone's life and could deny necessary health care due to that calculation. Measurements like qualities remove the consideration of unique circumstances and health conditions of a patient and their doctor's judgment from deciding what's best for the patient. I'm not alone in opposing the use of these measures. Democrats acknowledged this when they passed the Affordable Care Act and they banned the use of qualities in Medicare. This legislation, the Protecting Healthcare for All Patients Act, bans federal payers like Medicaid and VA healthcare from using qualities or other discriminatory measures that devalue the lives of people with disabilities and chronic or rare diseases. And it does it by simply applying the current ban on qualities and other similar measures that exist in Medicare today to all federal payers. In passing this bill, it will mean that healthcare bureaucracies can no longer discriminate against the weakest and most vulnerable patients. And it will help ensure that people can get the health care that they need and that their doctors think best. This would be a big deal. Millions of injured or disabled veterans who rely on the VA for their health care is also allowed to use these types of measures. However, let me be clear in this. H.R. 485 does not prohibit health care programs from rewarding value or finding other ways to hold down cost. For example, if a treatment does not work or shouldn't be covered, or it's more appropriate to start with other more cost-effective treatments first. Nothing in this bill will preclude federal payers from continuing to make these kinds of coverage decisions that do not devalue the life of someone with a disability or chronic illness. And you know what? We're all just one car accident or one diagnosis away from having a disability ourselves. I hope that banning the use of discriminatory measures by federal payers against people with disabilities and chronic illness and affirming every person's life has value is something that we can agree on. Let's give people with disabilities, rare diseases, or chronic diseases hope. That is our uh, representative, Kathy McMorris-Rogers. At Automotive Tire Pros, we're more than just a tire shop or a complete automotive repair shop. Is your check engine light on, brake noises, or in need of a front-end alignment? Your vehicle setting too low, or would you like a lift or leveling kit? You lose your keys or key fob? We can now program key fobs and cut your keys. We service 134A and 1234YF air conditioning systems, so stop by A Automotive Tire Pros and let them check it out. And don't forget to get those new tires and perhaps a new set of wheels. Come check out the tire specials for the month. Call A Automotive Tire Pros at 509 684 today. Yesterday, Spokane police officers responded to the Target store on South Regal. The loss prevention employees contacted 911 to advise that several suspects had left the store with two shopping carts of stolen items, over a $2,000 worth of goods. Well, one of the carts was abandoned in the parking lot. The suspects left the location in an RV with the other cart and the stolen merchandise. 
Well, responding officers located the suspect vehicle at 57th and Palouse Highway. The RV had multiple occupants. Included in the vehicle were the theft suspects. Video of the theft, the officers were able to positively identify three suspects. A Michael Stead, age 37, a Monica Bogus, age 23, and a Cassandra Graves, age 33. They were arrested, second-degree theft, booked into the county jail. They recovered the stolen items in the RV, returned them to the store. Shoplifting has become a major financial drain on businesses. Costs all of us in the long run. But uh, this time, Spokane police were able to respond quickly and find the goods. The Call the Lady Crimson Hawks will be back in action this Thursday afternoon at 5.30 in District 718 Girls Playoff Basketball as they'll be taking on the Lakeside Eagles. And we're going to have that game for you on 92.1 FM KCRK. Join us this Thursday afternoon at 5.30 as the Crimson Hawks take on Lakeside in District 7 Playoff Basketball. The Call the Lady Crimson Hawks and Lady Eagles from Lakeside Playoff Basketball this Thursday afternoon at 5.30 on 92.1 FM KCRK. And it took no time at all for the Washington State uh, Legislature to get on board less than two weeks after what critics called a raid by the Liquor Cannabis Board on four LGBTQ plus clubs. Senate lawmakers passed a bill yesterday that includes the removal of the state's lewd laws governing places serving liquor. The uh, Senate Bill 6105 requires the Liquor Cannabis Board to repeal their rules that prohibit liquor licensees from allowing scantily clad patrons and employees to expose certain body parts and engage in contact of a sexual nature on the premises. So not only did the Liquor Cannabis Board suspend those rules, now the state senate requiring them to do away with their lewd conduct rules. Cougs versus everybody. Join us all season as Kyle Smith and the Cougs look to make some noise in the Pac-12 and beyond. Washington State Cougars take on Oregon State Thursday, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock first tip on 94.1 AM 1240 KCVL. Huff got 25 points off the bench, helped lead Gonzaga past Portland Pilots 96-64 last night. The Bulldogs now 17-6 with that victory. They still have a hard road ahead, second place in the league. 
The Pilots, they drop to 9 and 16. Those little emergency shutoff valves under your sink, the ones you probably have trouble getting to because of soap, window cleaner, and dog shampoo hiding them? And can you even turn them off if you need to? Fogel Pump and Supply has the new quarter-turn valves that use a brass ball seal and not a crusty washer. In fact, Fogel Pump and Supply has all the modern plumbing supplies you need in plastic, iron, copper, pecs, and more. Stop by and check them out at their North Highway location. Vogel Pump and Supply, the water professionals. A look at today's local weather forecast brought to you by Colville Glass. Colville Glass excels at auto glass repair and replacement, residential, commercial windows, as well as mirrors and shower doors. Serving the people of our area since 1966 at 111 South Oak. We still might get a little rain today. 40 degrees for a high today. A possibility of a little rain overnight. Could be snow. We are expecting a chilly 25 tonight. 40 for a high on Friday. Down to 20 Friday night. 38 mostly sunny. Saturday 24 Saturday night. Possibility of snow early in the morning turning to rain on Sunday. Rain possibly turning to snow Sunday night and Monday all the way through next Wednesday. The continuing chance of rain or rain and snow every day. For complete auto glass, low-E vinyl windows for your home or storefront, you can count on them. Colville Glass, 111 South Oak. Eric Carpenter with you. It is a Thursday. Good to have you with us.